You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Colombia. It's that time of the week again, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in Bogota, Colombia. And this is episode 447 of the Columbia Calling podcast. This week's special guest needs no introduction to any of you out there who've been listening to the podcast for the last few years. It's Kevin McCaffrey, singer-songwriter based in Cali. And based on his experiences on escopolamine, and you'll remember that, the sort of date-rate drug kind of thing that is used here in Colombia, we did do a feature on that some, some months ago. So check back through the archives. Uh, and he explained what happened to him and how he was robbed of 60 million pesos. But out of that has come, well, not only hardship, but hardship, which creates uh, one channels energy, and the singer-songwriter has produced a great number of singles since then. And to date, I think the one we are promoting here, Punk Rock and Blues, is by far his best. And uh, the video, which you can see on YouTube, which we'll have on Facebook and everything, does address uh, the moment that he uh, was was drugged with scopolamine. So there you go. We'll be talking to him, and it's a nice, friendly conversation with him. Thank you so much to Sharon for her um, favorable feedback last week on eradicating dengue in Colombia with Simon Kutcher. And, of course, she said, what an amazing episode, very positive. Good news from Colombia. And it's always nice to have good news from Colombia. The episode with Emily Hart uh, interviewing Velia Vidal of 445 has been incredibly popular. I think Colombians have signed up for that because it's a very, uh, very Colombia-based interview with a writer from the Choco. And indeed, continuing to rack up the numbers, uh, journalism, uh, well, no, the ruling elites in Colombia with Jenny Pierce from uh, London School of Economics, journalism at war with Nubia Rojas and Emily Hart, and abandoned in Colombia's Darien jungle with Daniel Eggington. So check those out. They have been great episodes of late. But for now, I'll leave you with some messages from our sponsors and then over to Emily Hart with the news before we talk to Kevin McCaffrey again about his new single, Punk Rockin' Blues. So don't go away. I'm Emily Hart, and these are your top stories for the week of October 31st, 2022. Colombia's Congress has approved the Total Peace Law, which will allow President Gustavo Petro to seek peace deals with guerrilla group the National Liberation Army, known as the ELN, and with dissident groups from the FARC, who rejected the 2016 peace deal. The text also extends the notion of peace, traditionally linked to armed actors with political status, to include the negotiation of submission to justice with organized crime groups. This will enable Petro to begin talks with criminal groups associated with drug trafficking and illegal mining, such as the Clan del Golfo. Submission allows negotiating judicial benefits, such as reduced sentences, in exchange for information. The law defines total peace as a priority and transversal policy for the state, at all levels and sectors of the administration, 
reflecting a recent consensus that all dimensions of the state are necessary to confront violence. The law states that a robust state is needed, with policies on education, culture and even road construction and internet provision towards peace. The law clarifies several points of the framework for negotiation, including the suspension of arrest warrants for spokespersons and negotiators of armed groups, and the surrender of weapons anonymously in exchange for economic incentives. Still in discussion is the proposal for mandatory social service for peace, an alternative to military service. Also this week, former paramilitary leader Salvatore Mancuso sent a letter to Petro stating his intention to work with the government and join Total Peace. Proposed changes to the taxation system continue to be debated, with the proposed mega-pensions tax falling this week after an announcement by the president that the tax to be levied on pensions of more than 10 million pesos, representing around 1% of pensioners, was to be dropped. And after a meeting with the Liberal Party, the government also committed to eliminate proposed taxes on churches and to not include new taxes on electronic commerce, among other concessions. Colombia's state-controlled oil company, Ecopetrol, replaced the head of its board of directors this week and then a day later replaced the new head. Carlos Cano's appointment was reversed in favour of Saul Catan, an old ally of Petro. Colombia owns more than 88% of the company. While Cano says he was appointed and then the appointment was reversed under pressure from Petro, Finance Minister José Antonio Ocampo told reporters on Friday that Cano's appointment the day before had been premature because the board had not finished its meeting when the announcement was made. And for the first time, a Colombian national team reached the final of a World Cup. The women's under-17 national team played Spain. Though the team lost the final game 1-0, their success has opened a conversation about women's football in Colombia, which is plagued by underfunding and poor pay, as well as unstable working conditions and the absence of support from the Colombian Soccer Federation, which has traditionally been dismissive of women's football. The president himself pledged to improve support from the national government. And in regional news, Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva has been elected president of Brazil. Petro tweeted Viva Lula in response and laid out four points of a shared agenda between Colombia and Brazil. The rescue of the Amazon rainforest and its scientific research, a new non-violent anti-drug policy, an integrated electric power grid throughout the Americas with clean energies and Latin American economic integration. Brazil's leftist former president, known as Lula, narrowly defeated far-right incumbent Jair Bolsonaro by two percentage points, promising to take Brazil far from Bolsonaro's right-wing vision for the country. Those were your top stories for this week. Thanks for listening. And we're back. This is episode 447 of the Columbia Calling Podcast. This is my, well, this is the third or fourth time that Kevin McCaffrey, singer-songwriter based in Cali, has been on the show. It's been, well, this is a much more upbeat show uh, with him and conversation with him than the last time when we were discussing 
Well, a quite, uh, I would say, kind of tragic and pretty awful experience he had. Check back through our files, check back through our, you know, our catalog, and you'll see that Kevin McCaffrey and he was was drugged in Cartagena. And this is this leads in a little bit to what we're going to talk about today, or a lot, depending on how you want to put it. But Kevin, welcome back on the show. Thanks very much for having me back again, Richard. Always a pleasure to be on the show. I, it's a great pleasure to have you on the show because it's always good to chat. And we've done we've done conversations about Northern Ireland and Colombia and peace processes. We've done your music. We've done the, the unfortunate event in in Cartagena. But now we get to talk about how you've kind of grown from that. I think because you've got a new song. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was yeah the last time I was on the show. Yeah, obviously I'd just come back from uh, quite an eventful and forgettable trip in Cartagena. But no, the last couple of years have been absolutely fantastic. And uh, I think in particular, you know, despite it being a very difficult period for a lot of people, the, the, the pandemic actually really helped me to focus on the music um, and the lockdown and everything. So I mean, I, lo- I released um, my, my debut single music video uh, last year. So I had two songs, sorry, in 2020. And then in 2021, I released three singles. So yeah, it's been really positive. And then, of course, yeah, I've just released my my third video, uh, Punk Rock and Blues, and it's been an absolute massive hit so far. The response has been overwhelming. It's been incredible. I mean, I just got another um, another um, another article there from Argentina. So I've actually got six different countries uh, in the last few days since the release, since Wednesday. It's pretty amazing. You know, the universe... Um, different interviews and things like that well apart from yourself i had one with radio amiga in bogota next week i've got um even caracol radio and a few only minuto a few others lined up so the response has been totally totally incredible so yeah i'm in a really really good place right now richard a lot, lot better than, than the last time you talked to me for sure well it's that's it's, it's so great to hear i mean uni minuto is a massive university here I know, Massive. I know, I know. It's pretty like uh, in the same week as I said, I've got Uri Minuto and Caracol Radio. They're uh, I've done an interview with those guys on Tuesday, and the Uni Minuto I think is on Wednesday. So if I if I'm in my car listening to my radio on Tuesday, so when this comes out, in fact, um, I could hear you in an interview. You're on a regular show. Uh, no, that this is just uh, they're they're going to re- we're going to be doing an interview a, a pre record a pre recorded interview that's going to go out I guess next week but it's not it's not going to be a live interview with Caracol. Uh, Only Minuto is going to be live though, yeah. So cool, well done. I mean, these are huge, and I mean, who is who is writing to you from Argentina then? Who's who are getting in touch about this about this song? Uh, but I mean, just people just write. You know, you, what you do is you you do a, a press release, and mm. uh, you know, you you sort of get it circulating and yeah basically word gets around and then they contact and say okay we've got this article we'd like to publish um sometimes they'll totally you know they'll put their own spin on the press release uh other otherwise they'll just sort of pretty much you know cover what you've said yourself um so no it's been an absolute honor honestly i've just i've never ever had i think the last with the, uh, the video getting out of jail i had some really good um, articles published in, in Cali and interviews and things like that on it, even on uh, for Cali TV and El País and things like that. But this response has just been overwhelming. I guess maybe it's because it touches on a lot of 
issues here in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's very you know, social, socio-political, maybe it's just capturing the imagination or the moment. I have no idea, maybe, you know, the, the whole scene with the Escopolomina that I actually touch on in the video. So, I mean, it's a great song, but I wasn't, uh, I knew it was a great song and a really cool video and I had a great time doing it, but I just had no way was, was I expecting this response. It's just been really, really unbelievable. Well, I think it's, it's, it's amazing. Punk, rock and blues, Kevin McCaffrey. Of course, it's going to, it's on Spotify or it's going to be on Spotify? Yeah, actually, in fact, I already released it last year um, as a single. So it's on all uh, digital platforms or whatever. Mm. So, but the, the video I just released there on YouTube uh, went, uh, went live basically on Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. 6 a.m. Columbia time and midday back home. So it's already on YouTube, yeah. I, so I watched this video. It's a remarkably well put together video. This is high high quality. You you put some money towards it. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's uh, I, I you know I'm not I'm not on the level of the likes of uh, Beyonce or <laughs> uh, or Ed Sheeran quite yet. So you have to put a, of course put a bit of your own money in. Because I mean, at the end of the day, this is the way I see it. Is, this is my business. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm an independent yeah. artist, and you know, ninety nine five percent or nine, nine vast vast majority of artists that don't just make it by themselves you know there needs to be some financial investment you know you might be really 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 lucky and become famous off youtube or tiktok but the chances of that are just totally totally mm. minimum so the way i look at it man and for i see it just as a business this is my business it's my music i'm investing in my music because if i do get get that lucky break i need to have good quality music and production and videos um, but no, the, the guy who did, the guy who directed it, Cristian Jimenez, he's absolutely amazing. I mean, he does he does everything. He does first he does, he does the script. He's the you know he's the he's the he does all the camera work. He's a photographer. He does the editing. He does the direction. He gets yeah he gets every, you know the whole crew together. So it's, a, it's the second time I worked with him. I worked with him on the video getting out of jail, mm. and um, I absolutely love working with him. I think that's in any type of business or any type of work i guess it's really important to have that sort of connection and we just have we just uh get get on so well together because we've actually became from the first video we've actually became really good really good mates in the last couple of years and uh, he's been big we're both big into football and things like that and music and, and cinema um so yeah he's, he's an absolute joy to work with and um he just does really fantastic work every single time you know he just has a you know a, an amazing amazing artist himself so, I mean, punk rock and blues is, well, first and foremost, don't put yourself in the same category as Beyonce and Ed Sheeran because you're in a, in a parallel and more superior category. Okay. Okay, so there you go. Because... Okay. I'll take that, I'll take that. Because this song, and I am a big Clash and then latterly Joe Strummer fan, Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros, and you in punk rock and blues do channel some late era Strummer into it. So there you go. That is high praise. Well, that uh, you know, there's not much bigger praise that I could actually ever receive because I am a really, really big Clash fan mm. and Joe Strummer. I'm, uh, one of my brothers, Joe, <laughs> um, he he loves, he actually, he used to play all the time, you know, mm. the... Um, yeah, Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. So I, I know him well. I know the Clash. So to be put in the same bracket and the same breath as Joe Strummer is uh, incredible praise indeed. Well, I think you should take it because it's got that feel to it. Especially the there's a there's some angst in there. 
there's some angst in the song. And um, well, we're going to cut to it and we'll give you all a little bit of a listen. And then, of course, we'll come back in a second. Uh, in a, you know, we're going to give you a little bit of listen and you can you guys out there can hear what you think and obviously go to YouTube and, and so on. And then obviously give feedback, leave a comment and so, you know, share it, get this out there because this is gone international. Um, anyways, little space now for some music and then we'll be right back. Why don't we all free our minds? It's sufficient time to unwind. Why don't we all just confess that the world's such a fucking mess? Why don't we all take some action? Create another direction. I've got punk rock and blues. I don't know who to accuse. It could be you. So. What did you think of that song, everyone out there? What did you think uh, of Punk Rock and Blues by Kevin McCaffrey, singer-songwriter in Cali? I'd love to hear back from you all. I'd love to hear on our Facebook channel, of course, on our Twitter and, and whatever else. Guess, you know, Or just send me a, a, some feedback that I can then pass on to Kevin. Because you know what? This is all about good feeling. And we've had, you know, it's, it's good to get these stories out. But of course, this is born of something else. I wanted to ask, though, I wanted to ask about, again, you said your, your you know, sort of videographer's um, uh, inspiration. You've got, like, an election in the video, uh, uh, not too thinly uh, disguised Trump-style character there. He certainly looks, yeah. he looks orange. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you turn up as Superman in a Superman outfit, but it starts, the whole video starts with you looking like you're waking up, you know, after a a fantastic night out and quite a a stonking hangover. And also there's a guitarist in there. Is he meant to look like Snoop Dogg? He certainly is. Yeah. So the, yeah. So yeah, the basically the the production was done in a few different places. Uh, It started in a bar. We recorded the whole Escapolomina. Of course, the, the conditions there were totally different to what happened to me in, in Cartagena. It was just in a totally public place. Uh, but this is you know, done in a bar, but more aesthetically pleasing, let's say. Then we recorded two scenes um, in, in San Antonio, mm-hmm. colonial, uh, was, uh, sort of yeah, beautiful part of Cali. So we, we sh- And one of my friends, Housie has this incredible house in San Antonio, which actually used to be a theater, a place called Casa Abierta. So we did, yeah. We it's a, the song itself is it's quite a socio political song mm-hmm. uh, in itself. I mean, really, the whole idea of the song, I think, comes from the, the lyric. One of the lyrics of the song says, "Why don't we all take some action, create another direction?" So it's really a call out to people to, you know, get away. You know, there's so much hatred and division these days, and polarization, particularly. It's based on my Colombia living in my, my experience living in Colombia mm. the last couple of years. You know, through the Pado and the elections, we're just you know, so polarized, we've become so polarized here in Colombia and in fact, all around the world, you know, we could, you know, we could apply this to many, many areas of the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we did the, so, the sort of socio-political, particularly the, the sort of politician one that you alluded to is just, we decided to take a, a more satirical view of it. So the, you know, playing with the absurd. So it's like me, basically I get in between the two politicians and push them away and now it's sort of 
Superman or Super Kev as the new <laughs> as the new president of Colombia. Super and yes, and and you mentioned yeah, this guy Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he actually looks. He's the spitting image. So my, so so Christian had worked with him before, and he said, "Look, I've got this guy. Looks like Snoop Dogg. What about we put him in the video?" I was like, "That sounds, you know, sounds like brilliant crack. Let, let, let's do it." Um, so basically, he. It's actually quite a quite a uh, you know quite a, a nice story uh, because he is just one of these guys that uh, initially washes people's windows and he, you know, he's one of these people he's just done a lot of job odd jobs here and mm-hmm. there selling stuff in the street and whatever and it just basically happened a couple of years ago someone spotted him and said oh my god that guy looks really like Snoop Dogg so they <laughs> actually approached him and said look do you want to be do you want do you want to basically be an Instagrammer do you want to get on TikTok. So he—that's what he's become now. He's—he's uh, he's become this character, the the Colombian. They call him the Colombian Snoop. Uh, so he does these sort of uh, cameos and things like that. He's been in a lot of different videos and whatever. And uh, but you know what? He's an absolute gentleman. He's such a lovely, lovely man. He's called Jose. I had the chance of chatting him the day of, uh, of recording. So he's yeah, he sort of appears in in the uh, that sort of Snoop Dogg and Superman with the politicians scene. Yeah. But also he. Yeah, he also plays guitar, and I, I create. You know, had this part, uh, the scene whenever it's uh, I'm recording. Sorry, when I'm, I'm playing live with the band, mm-hmm. and he's the he's the guitar player, uh, along with with a couple of my, you know, one a couple of my best friends who's the drummer and the uh, and the bass player. So yeah, it is actually it's totally 100 percent on purpose. And as I say, fantastic work. Well, he's such a lovely man. So, I mean, if my listeners aren't interested in seeing the video, well, if they weren't beforehand, now that we've mentioned Trump, yourself in a Superman outfit and Snoop Dogg, I think we're going to send a few people over to the YouTube channel just out of curiosity and the absurd. Uh, I think, but they, again, the the quality, as I said, I've mentioned previously, the quality is very high, this video. It's a very professionally done video, music video, but the the scenes in the bar obviously you know the there's the girl who who drops the the powder in your in your drink uh, yep. the mysterious powder and of course this is what happened to you but in a different way um you were in a public space but where we consider most of these kind of escopolamine muggings attacks to take place are in bars and 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 you put it there and 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 you do mention it in the song in the lyrics as well yeah 100% to be honest that wasn't wasn't in fact my initial idea it was more the uh, the directory said like what about we actually use that and, you know it's it's biographical it happened to you and you've been doing a lot of work the last couple of years trying to raise awareness and you know helping out people that have been victims or to you know to warn people so mm. actually that's that could be really really useful in that way and sort of again trying to what i've been doing since it happened to me is creating awareness um so yeah we create that's yeah it, it happens the sort of a scopolomina thing does tend to happen more in that situation that's why we sort of thought it would be obviously a lot you know interesting than just doing it outside you know recreating what happened to me it's a lot more common where yeah, people are just you know having a good time in a bar, and someone can just easily slip something into your drink, and then that's it. Um, so that's what we try to to recreate there. And very often, you know, and, and often it happens with two two girls typically, rather than just the one. So um, which is which was also in the case of what happened to me. So uh, uh, going back to what occurred. You know, it was just post pandemic. I remember very well. You were like, "I've got to get out. I've got to see the sea." 
and you went on holiday to Cartagena. Uh, you know, this you met a nice a nice girl. Uh, you arranged to meet, and so on and so forth. Uh, then later on, you know, you, you were robbed. You were drugged, robbed of I think it was sixty million pesos. Yeah, sixty billion pesos. Sixty man, million just, uh, pesos, all all gone in a matter of hours. Yeah, yeah. Somehow through some sort of, I, I you know, uh, trap involving a local pharmacy because who's going to spend that much money in a pharmacy and then the cash machine? We haven't mentioned the bank <laughs> that was the let's say the the bank that you, your bank, but I would like to ask how is that I guess appeal going okay well i definitely want to actually mention the bank the first time i didn't want to for legal reasons but now i can tell all everyone exactly who it is it's bank colombia yeah. and they have been absolute it's been an absolute you know nightmare with them because going way back there they actually in writing they wrote me a letter uh, whenever i of course was appealing what had happened and they tell me in black and white that i personally did not make the transactions uh, that I was a victim of a theft, of a crime, but it's not their responsibility. That was the exact letter that I got in writing from Bank Colombia. So they're telling me. So there was always, I think whenever it happened to me, there was a part of me that was met because there are cases whenever people are under the effects of Escopolomina where actually you yourself will actually mm. go and because people just tell you what to do and you'll do it. So there's always a bit, you know, what if I actually was the one making these transactions, but it wasn't me and it was there in black and white. They've mm. actually themselves investigated and said that it wasn't me. Mm. So they're totally telling me it's not my fault. But of course, Bank Colombia being Bank Colombia and being a major corporation, don't want to respond uh, for, you know, a do the right thing. So I, I hired a lawyer and I'm sort of still... I'm still uh, in this very, very long process. They've cancelled twice. One time and the first time, they didn't even come to the hearing, which legally they are bound to do. Uh, yeah. So we had the online, we had the on, first online hearing, I believe it was, I think around March or April of this year, around there. And they didn't even have the decency to come to the hearing online. So they actually, in a way, you know, that, that's legally they, sh they should have. Yeah. That it was actually meant to be the the hearing again this Tuesday, and then they cancelled. Uh, they they sort of said, "Oh, we don't agree with certain uh, with one of the, the stipulations and you know all these legal terms, so they weren't going to turn up." So now it's put back to February. So, uh, but I'm still going to get Bank Colombia. Where I'm coming for Bank Colombia, <laughs> okay, by hook or by crook. Uh, and now it's out. Now it's out there, and. Uh, I tell you what, what has been really, really unbelievable as well as I did this, uh, as you know, one of the things that I really wanted to, to do was create awareness. So I did a yeah. video and uh, the video has pretty much gone viral. It's almost 100,000 views. Wow. I just that was, a, that was just a, a video that I did with my phone, you know, mm. just a very basic video. But there's over a thousand comments on there and uh, it's just been unbelievable, the response from that video. Uh, so it's obviously something, it's like the pink elephant in the room. Everyone knows what, it happens every single day, but none of these uh, mayors or governors or anyone wants to do anything about it, particularly in the likes of Cartagena and Medellin, where it's a lot more common. Mm. And these, these are the two biggest tourist spots. Maybe, okay, you got San Andres, but these are the two biggest tourist spots um, in Colombia. And every single day, 
you know, people are being are falling victim to this. Mm-hmm. And again, to reiterate, it doesn't just happen to, you know, foreigners, this happened to Colombians. So many Colombians have, you know, on that on that feed. It's unbelievable, yeah. really. Um, wow. so yeah, that's so Bank Colombia, I'm coming for you. Just just to let them know if there's anyone listening here from Bank Colombia. I don't know. I don't know if I get anyone because I I I, uh, I <laughs> often wage a, a Twitter war with Bank Colombia because I have a. Oh, okay, with them. so there, so, you, so yeah. you've you've also had a terrible experience well, with Apple Bank. I've never been drugged and robbed, but what I did do is I did an, uh, I did a transfer from my account in the UK to my Bank Colombia account, and they transferred. They exchanged the wrong amount, but I mean, like by. A couple of thousand pounds and yeah i mean yeah i realize i'm small fry i realize that i'm not you know i don't know a, a mega industry transferring money but i was transferring money because i needed the money here and so on and it was like a couple of thousand pounds that they didn't transfer and i got the agreement they went oh yeah you've done it yeah you've done that we've did that wrong i'm sorry and i and i i pushed and pushed and pushed on twitter until i got an apology I said, I'm getting a written apology. And they were, they kept saying, send us by the, you know, direct message. I said, no, 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 no. And in like Spanish, you know, we wash our cloths in our dirty cloths in, in, in public here. Everybody needs to see that. And I got a call from the bank manager in my town of Montbos asking me to stop <laughs> on social media because apparently it had actually uh, caught the eye of someone in Medellin. And I've only got a few thousand followers, but equally, it must have hit a nerve somewhere. And so that's my thing. And But I have to keep it because so many of my clients, you know, for the hotels have Bank Colombia of an account. And so for transferring money, I, unfortunately, I have to have it. Otherwise, I would have closed everything down. I know I've been exactly the same because, you know, the way it works in Colombia for anyone that doesn't, doesn't really or doesn't live here, maybe, is if you work for a company, I'm still, I'm still teaching at a school, but if you work at a company, everyone has to have the same bank. It's not like back home in Ireland where you can choose your bank and then they mm-hmm. pay you. So if I choose another bank, I would lose so many of the benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like, and then, uh, yeah, it would just cause me so much extra work and it will cost me money at the end of the day. So it's a bit like, you know, I don't want to just, you know, shoot myself in the foot either. So I also have to stay with this horrible bank, but uh, it is what it's it is, I guess. a horrible bank. A terrible, it's a horrible bank. Horrible bank. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like yourself, so many people have told me so many, you know, stories about Bank Colombia and even... What happened to me, because obviously the vast majority of these transactions were electronically, people say that if I try and book, you know, buy something on Falabella for a million pesos, they'll block my yard. So why yeah. did they not block my yard of six, when it was 60 million pesos in a matter of a few hours? Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's the huge question, isn't it? That is the overarching issue. Aside from all of you know, the health issues, aside from the trauma, aside, it's... You block me for ha- for paying Spotify on my Bank Colombia. So it's like, I mean, 12,000 pesos a month or something or something. It's $7 for my Spotify account so I don't get ads on it. And they block me. But 60 million pesos, so, you know, 20, let's say at that point, sort of $20,000, they don't block. They, uh, you know, there's, there's exactly no coherency. Totally. I mean, obviously, that's that's the big case that we have with the lawyer and the lawyer is very confident that uh you know we will get some sort of type of outcome i'm not expecting to be honest honestly like i i made a decision there and then that i was already 
you know, wasn't going to let it affect me, and it hasn't. Look, I didn't have any physical or mental trauma from that. Mm. Uh, if I get anything back, it'll be a bonus. You know, I've already accepted that money's gone. You know, it's it's not something that keeps me awake at night. It's just uh, obviously, I I thought it was totally worth at least fighting the thing. You know, and seeing seeing where it goes. Yeah, and and we have to fight it. What they're trying to do is tire you out and wear you down. Uh, exactly, that's what it sounds exactly. like. Totally, yeah. that's just it's typical. It's typical. You know, these it's a bit like I guess um, any sort of banks or insurance. You know, they never want to just pay you out straight away. There's all you have to jump through hoops. Mm. Um, but I do believe that uh, justice will be will be served eventually. And uh, at least I think the same as you. At least if I get an apology, that would almost be enough. If I can get yeah. obviously some money back in, in the process, that'll be yeah. a massive bonus. I, it was a real fight just to get the written apology to admit the error. And I said, I'm not going anywhere until this happens. But what you could do, here's your next song. <laughs> like the Sex Pistols did their EMI song, <laughs> you know, and they were criticizing EMI. And radio, and artists it, for time immemorial have done this. What about, was it Prince as well, you know, who did the, the symbol on his face and wouldn't oh, do, yeah, yeah. you know. So now you could do that for Bank Colombia. We'd have to I come do, up with Maybe I could, yeah, I could do a sort of type of satire against, or, uh, <laughs> or, or, or like maybe I could go into the rap, the rap industry and do like a diss song against Bank Columbia yeah. or something. Who was it? Who knows? Who did it? Who did something? Oh, what is it? What is it? Is it putting putting the soul into Colombia? What is there? I can't remember what Bank Columbia's uh, sort of tagline is. And every time I look at it, I think of you <laughs> because it's it's not. It's like it's totally you know, the opposite. It's, it's the, totally the opposite. You know, I'll, I'll definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely keep it uh, in mind. I think that could be quite a funny video that could maybe could uh, go viral. But I do already have. I'm going to actually start and work on my next single uh, oh, yeah? with local local musician and uh, producer Nick, uh, Carlos Benedetti, who's the brother of Nicolas Benedetti, the, the footballer. Oh, and wow. uh, I, I got inspired. At, you know, while I was in, there's a part of Colombia that's really, really beautiful on the Pacific coast called Bahia Malaga. And I just had this incredible weekend, you know, went to see the, uh, for anyone that's listening, I, you know, I did this tour, I think it was called with Aventrus was, was the, was the tour operator. And, um, yeah, so we, we went to see, uh, the whales, um, went to, you know, a couple of these beaches called, um, Ladrigeros, we're staying in Juan Chaco, so this a really beautiful, uh, Cabana. And then on the Sunday, went to these amazing waterfalls. And there's another beach there called Juan de Dios. So the Pacific, Colombian Pacific is absolutely beautiful. You've just got back, as you said, Richard, when we, before we started recording. But from the Caribbean Canada. side, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, I got, I got back from there. I wrote this song called Pacific Way. Uh, just inspired by this experience of, uh, of visiting Bahia Malaga. And uh, sorry, immediately, as soon as the first day I got back, I wrote, wrote this song. It just sort of came really naturally. I sent it to one of my friends, Alex, guy from Canada. And um, he just says, this is absolutely brilliant. This is one of your best songs. And I was like, what? Because I didn't think it was that good. It was only, it's, only a, it's a three-chord song, you know, C, F, and G. Uh, but he said, no, this is the, honestly, what you should do is you should record this. You should go back, do a music video in the Pacific Coast, and then maybe even almost use this as a type of tourism video and try and get people to go there to the Pacific Coast because it is a, a really stunning part of the country. And then I was like, geez, that sounds like a great idea. And then I sent the song to another few people and they sent it the same. One of my best friends from back home, uh, Martin Rafferty, who's also a, a fantastic musician. He said, McCaffrey, that is one of your best songs ever. He did exactly the same. So I think I could be on to a hit here, the next one, Pacific Ooh. Way. 
Uh, but maybe after Pacific Way, then I'll go with uh, the Bank Columbia disc song. Maybe yeah, it could be the B side. Yes, it could be the B side. Yeah, I think millennials don't know what B sides are, but it's, <laughs> it could be the B side. Now, your friend Rafferty, no relation to Jerry Rafferty. He is not. He's not. But he is. I think an even better musician than Jerry. Oh, I like right. his music, but I like his music more anyway. What, what's the what's the one that did it? It's got Baker Street. Baker Street. That's it's an one, epic yeah. song, Baker Street. That, okay, okay, that is a pretty epic song. But, but we can't that, name any others. Yeah, I think <laughs> I've, I've heard a few others that are not so. They don't really reach the same levels as that iconic saxophone there. Yeah, yeah. but then you say you, you, know, you say it's only a three chord song, but ACDC made a career of it. I mean, uh, come I'm, on. <laughs> true, that is very true. So sometimes <laughs> simple is best. You know, keeping it, keeping it simple, keeping it. Uh, yeah. That's, the, I guess the, the police catch. didn't play much more. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. And then I think it has a really catchy uh, chorus as well. It's very, very easy. It just says, um, the sun was shining, no time for crying, down Pacific Way. So it's, I think it's partly the easy sort of catchy melody and it's got a really simple, cor- uh, sorry, simple chorus. I'm hearing, I'm hearing a saxophone coming in with a Jerry There's Rafferty no saxophone, style. no, no. There's oh, yeah. no saxophone. There's going to be, I want it to be an African sound, so I'm going to try and actually get some marimba in there, okay. some African percussion to actually give it that uh, African sound. All right. All right. Well, we'll be listening out for it, definitely. But I suggest right now Punk Rocking Blues because it is a, gr- it is a great song. And I do genuinely believe, and, you know, and I've listened to a bunch of your songs, but this one is, is as I haven't heard Pacific Way yet, but I have to say, this is one of your best, definitely. And and I think a lot of great creative efforts are born out of hardship and are born out of, you know, really quite um, disagreeable uh, experiences, which, and I think maybe this, obviously you said you've released so much since the, this episode of the Scopola. I mean, I mean, you've really been able to channel creativity after this. You've really been able to focus. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to say on this really. I mean, punk rock and blues. And you said your friends are saying Pacific way is the best. It sounds like you're going from, uh, from victory to victory and success to success after such a, an unpleasant, unpleasant experience uh, all those years ago. No, I think so. Well, th- firstly, thank you for, I really appreciate the feedback. Um, um, I mean, that's actually when one of the sort of interviews I was doing for, um, you know, asking about sort of, asking about my sort of opinion on music. And I genuinely do believe the best music is written through hardship, through anger, mm. uh, you know, rather than, Whenever th- I mean, everyone's different. Okay, if you like pop music, okay, I go to that. But I, I, I occasionally write love songs. Okay, but it's more I think when you've got that, you know, that almost anger or that passion. I think because I think more passion comes through that. I think that also comes through also in the vocal delivery, rather than if something's, you know, yeah. all happy, all, all all happy, all all nice. I don't think people can resonate, connect mm-hmm. with it as much. Whereas if it's something you're you're feeling passionate about, and as I said, the lyrics of this particular song is. You know, it's all about unity. It's getting people together. Like, no more hate, no more polarization. You know, let's, you know, let's be empathetic. Let's respect each other's differences. But unfortunately, we're just things seem to be going the other way. It's really unfortunate all around the, all around the world. Well, on um, that note, you can hear my son in the background, of course. <laughs> I can hear him all right, yeah. 
Yeah, well, we're polarized and upset and angry, and it's late on a Sunday night for him. <laughs> He's probably hungry. Uh, I apologize to everyone, but then they've come, come to get used to this noise. And so we'll take a break there. It's just been a great conversation, music-oriented. Of course, uh, Kevin McCaffrey, singer-songwriter based in Cali, channeling his creativity after a pretty tragic event a couple of years ago. And, well, thank you to him of course, for sharing this and trying to highlight the issues of scopolamine in Colombia. But we will go over now and leave you with a bit more, a little bit more of the song and then um, the messages from our sponsors. So thank you again for listening. The Colombia Calling podcast is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. The Columbia Calling Podcast is also proud to say that we are sponsored by BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator in Colombia, providing a large range of private day tours, transportation, and bespoke packages throughout Colombia since 2017. By popular demand, from January 2023, they will be providing exclusive small group shared tours for those aged 50 and over. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a private package of your own, just complete the form on the Columbia Calling website, that's columbiacalling.co, or the Plan My Trip form on the BNB Columbia Tours website, that's bnbcolumbia.com, and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all your questions, and to start the planning of your Columbia adventure. So please support our sponsors, our patrons here on the Columbia Calling Podcast. That's bnbcolumbia.com and latinnews.com. Thank you again. Give the future a chance to room, because I've got punk rockin'.